explore a refreshing mix of old and new and to get inspired by a city that takes nature seriously, I recommend you plan to spend some time in Stockholm. And while Sweden is especially nice in the summertime, there's really plenty to take in in Stockholm any time of year. Joining us right now on Travel with Rick Steves to share the high points of her hometown is tour guide Osa Danielson. Osa, thank you for being with us. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now, you just bicycle to work in Stockholm and, and show groups around and tourists around your, your great city, the capital of Sweden. Yes, I do. If you were to say which is the grandest city of Scandinavia, the dominant city of Scandinavia, what would you say and why? Well, of course, I have to say Stockholm. You're, you're biased. Okay, what's I, so great uh, about Stockholm? Well, I do love Oslo and Copenhagen, but Stockholm is so beautiful. It's really beautiful. It has uh, one third of the size is water and another third of the size is green areas. So it's a, a very, very beautiful city. It is a beautiful mix of water and green and architecture. Yes, exactly. And Stockholm has an interesting design because it, it's kind of where the lake hits the sea, isn't it? How does that work? Exactly. One of the biggest lakes in Sweden, uh, it flows into the Baltic Sea. So these two waters, they meet in Stockholm. And now historically, there, there's a reason people would come together here because of trade, right? Yes, exactly. The first capital of Sweden was on the lake. On the lake. Exactly, on the Lake Mälaren, uh-huh. uh, further into the lake. There were uh, all these trade going on and people were coming in so you'd and have, leaving uh, by boat. lumber and, and animal skins and food and whatever coming from the inland along the lake? Exactly. And then and they got to get down to the sea so they could trade away. Exactly. All right. Now, last time I was in Stockholm, I was so impressed by this Lake Mälaren mm-hmm. because it seems to be a park where people go just to have a good time. Describe the, the beautiful restaurants and coffee shops and cocktail bars and so on along the lake in the early evening. Yes, it's a favorite. Along the, the waterline in Stockholm, there are plenty of places where you can uh, just sit and uh, watch the sun dawn and, and just sit right next to the water or sometimes in the water on these floating restaurants and bars. And this is freshwater. Uh, this I mean, is freshwater. I think most of the tourists are looking at the saltwater harbor front of Stockholm, but the inland, on the lake, that seems to be sort of a place for the Stockholmers. Exactly, exactly. That's where we, where we meet, especially during summer. Now, and when you meet with your friends in one of these bars, mm-hmm. everybody's having, um, what, what's the popular drink? I can see the sun oh, glinting through it. It's sort of a rosé. Rosé yes, a rosé, That's the trendy drink in Stockholm at the moment, yes. It's like all these sparkling rosé glasses there yes. with the sun setting yes. and these beautiful Swedish people having a great time <laughs> after a long day of work. Exactly. And there are little blankets if it gets a little bit chilly, so you can wrap them around you, and it's it's just a fantastic way to spend spend your time, so your you're evening. Out, you're outdoors even if it's cold. Always. We love being outdoors. Swedes are obsessed by being outdoors all the year around, but especially in, during summertime. And we, when, you, when you do get summer, then everybody's out oh sunbathing. Yes, oh, yes. It's a sin to be indoors if, it, if it's good weather. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're speaking with Osa Danielsson about Stockholm, the capital of Sweden. Osa, let's take a walk through Stockholm, because i got to say, I'm Norwegian, and I love Oslo, and I love Copenhagen, too. But if I had to live somewhere in Scandinavia, I think I'd live in Stockholm. It's just such a grand city. It's such a people-friendly city. It's got that wonderful mix. And I like the history. Let's start in the old town. Mm. What's the Swedish word for old town? Gamla stan. On an island, and right at the top of the island 
is the old square. Yes. Literally. Storiet, that, yes. That's the literal word, old square, storiet. Storiet. No, big square. It's actually... Oh, bi- store is big. Yes. Okay, so it's the big square exactly. in the old town. The one and only, the first one. The... Storiet, exactly. big square in the gamla stan, old town. Exactly. I'm there learning got it. Swedish. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now, we're, <laughs> we're standing on Storiet, mm-hmm. and you look around, mm-hmm. and you see many things that remind you of what Swedish history and culture is all about. What would you see? Yes, you would see these beautiful facades painted in different colors, the old town, it's where the history of Stockholm started. Because you had a, a massacre right there in that square. Yes, that was a little bit later. It started, mm-hmm. the history of Stockholm starts in the 1200s. Okay. And then the massacre, the bloodbath of Stockholm was in the 1500s. Oh, so that was relatively modern times, I guess. Yeah, I, in exactly. American terms, I thought 1500 <laughs> was all. Okay, you started it 800 years ago. Yeah. 500 years ago, there was this horrible massacre where, in, in a nutshell, tell me what happened in this massacre. Well... This was the times when Sweden was in union with with Norway and Denmark under a Danish king. And this was was voluntarily. They were not occupying us. This is very important. We had signed an agreement in 1997. So this was uh, according to that agreement. But a lot of people, and especially the noblemen, they were against this union. So when the Danish king came to Stockholm, well, what happened was that he invited everyone to a party, grand party, in the in the big castle. And uh, he said, I'll forgive all of you, your rebels. Come and join me. And then what happened was that after the party, they were all brought to Stortorget, the main square. And then all the entrances were locked down and they were beheaded. So all the Rockefellers and Kennedys and big, big names in yeah. Swedish culture, yes. the Danish king decided, just let's just kill them all. Well, it's a, the, the story of, is, of course, a little bit more complicated <laughs> than that. It's not actually just, you know, the Danish evil people. Okay, but it's, it is it is nobility yeah. against royalty, I suppose. It's some of the noblemen. Yeah. There were other noblemen that wanted to be in union, so that's okay. why it's uh, Also on the square, you see the Nobel Museum. Exactly. And the Swedish Academy, which is the institution that selects who will receive the Nobel Prize in Literature every year. And that's a beautiful museum. It's a beautiful museum, and there you can know everything about Alfred Nobel, right. who is the reason why we celebrate this uh, He this made award. all of his money inventing uh, dynamite or something exactly, like this? Exactly, dynamite. Yeah. So uh, yeah. he, he wanted to have a more friendly legacy, I think, and exactly. have the Nobel Prize and so on. Yeah. Okay, from Stortorget... We will walk over to the Royal Palace. Yes. And one of my favorite things about Stockholm is the pageantry, the Swedish pageantry, all the marching bands and the changing of the guard. And it's Mm. one of the great changing of the guards in all of Europe is right there. Yes, it's one of the oldest. It's also started in the 1500s. Okay. So it's been going on there for every single day since the 1500s. And every single day they have a change of guards. And you have, I didn't realize it until recently, but you've got all these soldiers that are just really spirited. And I I learned, and tell me if this is correct, these are soldiers from the countryside of Sweden that are coming into Stockholm, and they want to do a good job because this is a big deal for them, just like it's a big deal for all the tourists that gather around to see them. Yes, it's a big, it's a big honor. And it's the different sections in the the Swedish military, they all contribute. So you will see that they wear different clothes every day, and there's a different procession every day. Sometimes there there are horses, sometimes there's a band. I just feel like a little kid when the horses and the the band is marching through the town every day up to the castle where they have the changing of the garden, and you'll be caught up in that when you're visiting. 
Also, when we think about the military of, of, of Sweden today, we don't think of Sweden as a military power. But in its day, it was a superpower, and it threatened much of Europe. And, and who was the great king? Gustavus, Gustav Adolf, Gustavus Adolphus. Gustavus Adolphus. Yes, yes. Uh, wow. And then you can go to the armory right there in the royal palace. And I tell you, that is one of the great armories in all of Europe. Yes. They uh, say that they are the oldest museum in Sweden, but some even claim it's the, one of the oldest museums in the world. It was actually Gustavus Adolphus himself who donated some of his clothes and armory and said, this, the f- people in the future must see my really? uh, and armory. Really? And yes. you see the So this the, was from the, the 1600s the that six- this was decided, that all the, all the royal uh, clothes and, and yeah. armories should be kept for the future. So, so it's a museum from the 1600s. And that was established by Gustavus Adolphus, but I remember just seeing all of the beautiful gowns and crowns and armor and everything, even armor for the horses, and yes. armor for the children and toys for the royal children. Yes, everything, everything you can think of in, in royal life. And uh, and also the the horse that he was riding when he was shot. Exactly. That armor is there. Exactly. Oh, what a story! This is travel with Rick Steves. We're in Sweden right now, in the capital, Stockholm. We're talking with Osa Danielson about her great city. When you walk across the bridge from the old town, you see a lot of people fishing. Yes, that's true. Since the 1600s, right we have been a- able to fish in the middle of this big city. And you can get uh, salmon and you can all, all kinds of fish. I just it's, love that. It's just a proof that just how clean the waters are in Stockholm. And, that and you can actually not just fish, you can also eat the fish. And how people-oriented it is. I mean, yes. you step across the bridge and you get to Kungstradgarten, right? Mm-hmm. And that was that literally the king's garden. garden. Yes. But now the king's garden is actually emphatically the people's garden. Yes, yes. It has been changing faces uh, many times through the centuries. But today, this is the one of the main gathering points in, in Stockholm. This is where a lot of young people yeah, set I, up I, a meeting point. I feel like that's mm. a meeting place and you can kind of get the sense of what's happening with the young crowd exactly. in Stockholm. Osa, from the King's Square, it, it seems to me you can turn left and go over to Sergelstorg and Drottningsgatten, where you've got all the shopping. Exactly, the commercial center, yes. And then across the street, the big department store. What's the name of the big department store? NK, which means NK, the Nordic Company. Nordic Company. Is yes. that, oh, that's what that means? That's what it means, yes. I thought it means no more kroner. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good, <laughs> good way to put it as well. But when you go in there, you can really get a, a sense of feeling the pulse of what's going on commercially in yes, Sweden. Yes, yes, you can. And you've got all kinds of you know, Swedish design, interior design, Swedish fashion. And Very if, you, nice. if, you, if you turn to the right and you walk along, you get over to the uh, Jurgarden. And this would be the, the Royal Hunting Grounds? Is that what yes, it was originally? Yes, you will walk along the shore among one of the most beautiful and most exclusive uh, uh, streets in Stockholm, Strandvägen, the shore So these shore are very fancy Avenue. condominiums for the wealthy people, I exactly. think. Exactly. Famous and rich people live there. More than 20 rooms and, 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 and a then flat. Was it just coincidence or I saw all of these old um, boats moored along the Strandvägen? Yes, yes. Is it a place where people can put old boats? Yes, you can You can have your boat there and there, there are a few people that live on their boats. And there's some there, beautiful so. historic boats. You cross the bridge and then you've got the, the old hunting ground is a collection of great sites, some of the greatest museums? Yes. There's three great museums. Talk about these museums. Okay. The first uh, thing that we'll see when we cross the bridge is the Nordic Museum. And that's a museum dedicated to Swedish culture and tradition. And it lets you go all over the country, really, because if you're interested in Lap culture, there's even a Lap exhibit there. Exactly. The Samis. Oh, that's great. And then behind that, we have the number one museum in Stockholm, which is the Vasa Museum with the ship 
Now, this is the, the greatest warship. warship of its day, right? Exactly. What year was it from, basically? How old is it? 1628. Okay. And on its maiden voyage? Yes. Crashed what into happened? the harbor? What happened? It, it, a, it sailed for approximately 20 minutes. This beautiful, fantastic, uh, decorated uh, warship that everyone was out there in the shores just looking at these so amazing why did, it, why did it sink? Well, that's a thing that they've been studying for a long time. There's a, a combination of little uh, it's a perfect, problems. Perfect that storm it of little problems. Huh? Exactly. It was a, just a little bit too powerful and a little bit too narrow okay, uh, to top. have so many cannons. It so had it had, 64 a, it had an extra row of cannons on the top, so it was a little bit top heavy. Exactly. My hunch is. All the sailors ran to one side and waved goodbye to their loved ones. Oh, that, that yeah, ones. maybe that's a, that's a factor as well. <laughs> but whatever the case is, 300 years ago or something, it sank to the harbor yeah. and just in the last generation brought up, yeah, preserved beautifully. 333 years, oh, exactly, at the bottom of the that sea. That is a unique site in Europe. And the, and the thing is, it's so well preserved because of the special water in Stockholm, because it's so much ah. fresh water that flows into the, the seawater. So the, the little shipworm... Uh, that destroys all these old ships. They, they cannot live there. No, okay. Exactly. That's and why. Consequently, you've got this, like, if it's a coin, you'd call it uncirculated. You know, mm. it's just perfect. Yes. And the all the carvings and everything. You have in the world. And then across the street and down a little bit, we got Skansen, which oh, is the Skansen. Open Air Folk Museum. Yes, it's one of my favorites. I love it because it, it, it is like a miniature Sweden. Inside you have original buildings from all over the country that have been moved Stone by stone and uh, log by log. So it's not pretend, it's real buildings from seven centuries. And not just buildings, the furnishings. Exactly, interiors and people dressed in authentic clothes and doing the tasks that correspond to what they're showing. So we have schools, we have uh, manor houses, we have working class families and everything. You can literally be transported to the past of everyday life in Sweden. You know, I think it inspired a lot of other countries to make an open-air folk museum just like this. Because this was the number one, and it's still the biggest one. So people come from all over the world to study how you can present everyday life in the past. That is great. That's called Skansen, S-K-A-N-S-E-N. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. I'm talking with Osa Danielson. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And April is calling in from Roseville, California. April, thanks for your call. Thanks, Rick. Do you have a comment or a little insight on Stockholm that you can share? I visited Stockholm at least twice, and you've talked about so many places that uh, my husband and I have come to enjoy and um, appreciate. And I've also wanted to mention that if you had the time to take a harbor or a ferry boat out to Vauxholm and explore the little parts away from the big city, and enjoy the people on the ferry boat, especially in summertime when the shrimp are in season and everybody is eating them on the boat. Oh, that sounds like fun. That's a favorite, yeah. Oh, so tell us about eating shrimp and exploring the archipelago. Stockholm has a famous archipelago. Oh, yes. The archipelago of Stockholm has approximately 30,000 islands and islets. So it's a paradise. It's a summer paradise. And these shrimp cruises, they're all about you pay an amount of money and then you can go on these beautiful old uh, boats about uh, 100 years old and uh, steamboats. And then you and go eat out. shrimp? Uh, the sh- yes. <laughs> you can eat as, And the shrimps are new. They're fresh. <laughs> and you can eat as much as you want. So, so it's, it's all beautiful. you can eat shrimp feast while you're looking at some of these beautiful islands. Yes. Is that, is that what you did, April? 
we didn't eat them. Uh, the shrimp are a little different than we're expecting from here in the States because they leave all the heads and the feet on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to peel them yourself. That's <laughs> how they taste the best. But it's but a little bit, it takes it's, a little bit of time. It's a fun time. Yes. And, and it's, but of anything is to enjoy the people, to well, get out and, and talk with the people, whether you speak Swedish or not. People are so kind, and they want to know you as much as you want to know them. Well, that's great to hear. <laughs> and I think the language barrier in Sweden is about as small as anywhere, because I think nearly any young or educated Swedish person will speak some English. Even uh, I, the older generation. Everyone, everyone wants to speak English. Okay. They don't, they don't just do it. They want to do it. They, they so if you're a tourist, you can practice. expect that people are happy to talk to you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. April, you know, you went out to Vaxholm, which is like the nearest uh, sort of town, I think, in the archipelago. There's three ways you can do your, your harbor exploration. You can take a tour boat in the actual town and visit all the different islands and go under the bridges, which is nice. You can go out to Vaxholm, which is like a, a short side trip to the nearest town in the islands. Or you can take a cruise all the way to the far through the archipelago with a ferry. And these ferries stop at every little town and hamlet and every park. And if you even have a, a house with a dock, I think you can raise your flag and the boat will, will stop there and toss exactly. your mail in or whatever. Yes. Osa, give us some tip about exploring the archipelago in general. Oh, there, there are many ways, as you say. There are so many islands and so many options. If you have some time, you can go on one of these boats and you can actually stay the night in one of those little beautiful fisher villages uh, out there. Uh, or you could take a day trip. There are islands literally starting up just at the outskirts of Stockholm and then basically all the way to Finland. So you can just decide how much time you want to spend. The further you get, the more exotic, the more barren it will become and, and, and the more the closer you get to the real archipelago culture. Yeah, and you, you say exotic. And, yeah. you know, it really does feel exotic when you get to the far end of the archipelago. Yeah, it's beautiful. April, thanks for your call. You're welcome. Thanks Thank you. for having me. Yep, Thank you very now. much, April. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. I'm speaking with Osa Danielsson. She's a friend and tour guide from Stockholm in Sweden. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. You can email us at radio at ricksteves.com. And Richard's calling in from Lake Sherwood in California. Richard, thanks for your call. Good to get through to you. Uh, big fan of yours for many years. Thanks. Uh, my wife and I uh, plan to visit Stockholm, and we'd like to uh, get uh, your guest's opinion on the best things to do and see on a three-day visit in Stockholm, as well as the best time of the year to visit? That's a good question. Three mm. days in Stockholm, and what time of year would be best? Okay. Starting with the time of year, what we actually do say is that you don't know Sweden until you've seen Sweden every one of the four seasons, because oh. it really changes a lot. Our whole social life, the way we are, everything changes. So I would say that Each time of year, you will see a different phase. Obviously, summer is beautiful. That's our favorite time of year. So I think for a uh, beginner, that would be my suggestion. Summer, which would be, you know, starting in May, June, July, and August. And for a three-day visit, I would definitely do the the main things, the main sites, which would be the Vasa that we have discussed right. already, Uh, the Skansen Outdoor Museum, Folk Museum, and the uh, City Hall. The City Hall is beautiful. Yeah, this we, is we where... haven't talked about the City Hall yet. No, a this striking is, building. This is the, probably the most famous building in Stockholm because this is where the Nobel Prize banquet is held every year, the 10th of December. And it's a beautiful building which kind of 
encompasses uh, Swedish culture and art in, in a very unique way. So it's a very, very beautiful way to see You know, there's a lot of pride. There's a lot of Swedish pride in the city hall yes. in Stockholm, just like there's a lot of Norwegian pride in the city hall in Oslo. Exactly. So yeah. it's a good way to get an introduction to to right. And you can Sweden climb the tower there for an incredible oh, view yeah, of the, the town. Amazing view, yeah. amazing reward once you get yeah. to the top. So I would say, um, you know, Richard, uh, if you got three days, maybe one day in the archipelago and two days for all the great sites in Stockholm. I mean, Stockholm has so many just blockbuster sites. You could spend a whole day in that hunting garden, the Jour Garden, to see the Open Air Folk Museum, the Nordic Museum, and the, the Old Warship Museum, the Vasa. You could spend a better part of another day at the uh, Royal Palace and the Cathedral and the Arsenal and, and browsing through the old town with its characteristic cobbled streets and uh, tour the city hall. The, the city hall tour is excellent. That's, yes, In fact, all, all over Scandinavia, the, the tours that you'll pick up at the sites are wonderful. And uh, this is uh, the land of the midnight sun country, or, or not quite, but, I mean, you got short days in the winter and long days in the summer. Yeah, never gets dark in uh, the summer. Yeah, so, so in the summer, uh, you got lots going on and, and uh, generally good weather. Thanks for your call, Richard. Thanks for the great tips. Yeah. Thank you. And Elaine's on the phone in Toronto, Ontario. Elaine, thanks for your call. Hi, Rick. Thanks for taking my call. Um, so uh, me, my husband, and my then uh, four-year-old son, just a couple of years ago, we went to Stockholm on a trip, including Copenhagen and uh, Iceland. We rented a home in Danderud, which is a suburb outside of Stockholm. Mm-hmm. We took the subway every single day uh, into the city center. And every single day, I think, we went to uh, Jurgen. And, you know, we visited Wisconsin and we went to the amusement park. And That's the big island we're talking about with all the great sites. Jurgarden yeah. is how I, I would mispronounce it. But uh, how, how? Jurgården. Jurgården. Yes, perfect. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Elaine, when you were taking the, the subway in, I was so impressed by the, just the subway system in Stockholm. It's pretty impressive. It's convenient and uh, the service was great and we never ended up renting a car. It was wonderful. Did you go to any of the markets? I was particularly impressed by some of the uh, the Hotorget market. Mm. Yes. Um, we went to the Sally Hall. Is that considered? Sally Hall. Yeah, that's nice. Mm. Indoor mm. market. Yeah. yeah, this is where we can see all the typical Swedish delicacies are found yeah. there. It's a beautiful building as well. So what would be some of the typical Swedish things you would see in season? It's an explosion of color and beautiful yes. taste. Well, you have all kinds of uh, game meat mm-hmm. and you have... Uh, Mushrooms, chanterelles, and yeah, the you chanterelles have, I remember are so oh, beautiful. But what kind of game meat would you have? Uh, reindeer. You're going to eat reindeer? Yes, they're delicious. No. Yes, it's very good. It's delicious. And then all the berries, all the berries that you yeah. you can pick uh, yeah. everywhere you can find in these markets. So, all right. Yeah. Now you were traveling with your family. How was it for traveling with kids? It's the best thing. I, I recommend it to everyone. Like the free transit for kids under six. That's great. Here in Toronto, it's, uh, you know, after age two, you have to start paying. So I hmm. think it's, it's wonderful when you have family with young kids. Like every single day, we'd go over to that island and just pick a different thing to do for the day. So, yeah, we were there every single day. And we just took the subway back, and it was where we had the most fun. Hey, Elaine, thanks for your call. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. And Linda emails us from Columbia, Maryland, and she writes, I see that the Vasa Museum will be closed briefly this year to build a new entrance. Uh, can you please tell us about that? And then she also writes, I know that Sweden remained neutral and accepted thousands of Jewish refugees in World War II. What sites would you recommend for a visitor who wants to know more about the World War II and Holocaust experience in Stockholm? 
Also, mm. what about the Vasa Museum entrance? Yes, the Vasa Museum is, is to close during the springtime in order to open up for the high season so it can uh, receive even more people because there's a constant increase of, of yeah, visitors. Every fact, year there's a new record. I can imagine there's a need for that. I, it has sort of a small entrance for what a great site it is. Yes. And then what about this uh, Swedish neutrality? It's interesting because you have a, a Nazi resistance museum in Oslo and you have a Nazi resistance museum in Copenhagen. Yes. But in Sweden, of course, you guys stayed neutral, so uh, you got off a little easier. Yeah. Did you uh, give refuge to Jewish uh, people during yes. Hitler time? A lot of Jewish people and a lot of people escaping from Norway and from Denmark. So many people from the resistance movement were in Sweden. Found refuge in Sweden. Exactly. They probably needed a refuge. Uh, yes, definitely. What would a traveler look for in Stockholm to learn more about that? Well, first of all, we have um, in the center of, of Stockholm, there's a beautiful synagogue. They have a memorial to the victims of the Holocaust okay. and also a memorial to Raoul Wallenberg, who is um, oh, a yeah. uh, world-famous diplomat who, who was a, a diplomat in, in Hungary. He managed to save the lives of thousands and thousands of uh, and Jews. And he was Swedish. He was Swedish. He was there literally yeah, giving out uh, fake Swedish passports right. and, and literally saving people from the trains mm. to the concentration camps. And he disappeared after the, the Second uh, World War. So there's a mm. monument in his honor. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about Stockholm with Osa Danielson. Osa is a guide from Stockholm. Osa, I understand you designed an ABBA tour, but I'm also frustrated because they were going to make an ABBA museum. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that at one time, I think that was the biggest industry in Sweden, and the museum was uh, canceled. Tell us about the museum and tell us about what an ABBA tour would do in yes. Stockholm. Well, surprise, surprise, it's going to open this year. It is, the ABBA yes, Museum. The ABBA Museum is opening now, finally, finally. The exhibition has been going on tour right. all over the world, and now finally they are building a purpose-built uh, museum for Okay, so we can it. put that in our list of sites next time we go to Stockholm. Definitely, definitely. Nancy's on the line from Pacific Grove, California. Hi, Nancy. Hi. Do you have a comment or a question about Stockholm? Yeah, there's a couple I had. Um, one was, does the Viking ship, is that still a hostel in the bay of Stockholm? Oh, yeah, that's, that's not a Viking ship. It's a clipper ship. Yes. The Af Chapman. Af Chapman, yes. The Clipper. A, a oh, Clipper ship, yeah. Clipper. I wouldn't want to sleep on a Viking ship, but I would sleep okay. on a Clipper ship. And it's okay. uh, <laughs> it's, it's permanently moored right there in the harbor, and it's one of the most uh, memorable youth hostels, I would say, in all of Europe. Yes, it's a legendary place. And it's actually not just a youth hostel. It's a hostel, and it's very popular among Swedes from the rest of the country that want to come into the capital, yeah. and, okay. and they would prefer to stay there. So it's uh, actually for all ages. Is uh, it hard to get in a reservation? Yeah, you usually have to be uh, in advance, especially if you want to sleep on the boat, because there's another hostel right next to it. Which, well, it's the same hostel, but if you want to sleep on the boat, you should be, be book sure to book, book But you, you could, uh, the, the hostel on the, on the island, just across the dock from it, is probably more comfortable, and you can have uh-huh. your, you can go to the cafe on the deck of the off Chapman. Yes. But if you want to sleep on oh. the boat, you can do it. You just got to, it's understandably popular, so you'd yeah. want to make there it. There is a cafe on it you can go yeah. to. And a restaurant, What's yes. The name, great, great. the name of it again? Off Chapman. A-F-C-H-A-P-M-A-N. It's a beautiful yeah. ship. It decorates the harbor of Stockholm. And as, as Osa mentioned, it's a hostel, not a youth hostel, but a hostel. And in Scandinavia, they took the word youth out of the system, and, and people yeah. of any age can hostel. And, any boy, age. And, yes, and, definitely. Uh, yeah, age only matters if you're a cheese. That's what they say. Right. 
<laughs> right. And my problem. other question oh, yeah. was, what restaurant is one of the best in Old Town? In the Old Town. Mm. Well, there are plenty of restaurants in the Old Town, but one is uh, is uh, really special. It's one of the oldest restaurants in the world. It's from 1722. Really? What's the wow. name of that one? Gyllene Freden, the Golden Peace. The Golden Peace. Yes. The golden like peace. peace, like peace and war? Uh, exactly. Yeah, the exactly. Golden oh. Peace. So that Gyllene would be in, Freden. in yes. the Old Town. Yeah. Th- there's a lot of great restaurants in the Old Town. You can walk around and, and just uh-huh. see what, uh, and you should, what appeals. Y- you should choose one that has a basement, like this medieval basement. You right. go down to the vaults, and that really gives a special special atmosphere. So. Ooh, that sounds really exciting. Yes. Yeah. Do they serve reindeer there? <laughs> they do. They do. They must. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They must. Mm. That's good. Thanks for your call, Nancy. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Nancy. Also, we mentioned the ABBA Museum is going to be opening this year, and you also have put together a walk. Uh, What would you see on the walk that relates to the greatest uh, musical group that yes. came out of Sweden. <laughs> we we actually go through the center of Stockholm and we see the many of the main sites, but we do it with an ABBA perspective. We're going to see the places where they performed, where they lived, and all sorts of things that has to do with ABBA. And we do it to the tunes of ABBA. So we actually listen to the music while we're walking. So it's like a caravan of people singing and dancing and, and people are looking at us and wondering what is going on but it's just an abattoir. It sounds like a celebration of, of both Swedish life and uh, great music. Yes, it is. Osa Danielson, thank you so much for giving us a little peek into your beautiful city, the capital of Sweden, Stockholm. Thank you very much. Each year, Rick Steves tour guides take free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through Scandinavia, the Baltics and beyond, one small group at a time. This year, you can choose from three dozen exciting itineraries covering the best of Europe from Oslo to Istanbul, Paris to St. Petersburg, and practically everywhere in between. For a free catalog and Rick's Tour Experience DVD, visit our tour pages at ricksteves.com.